Good afternoon, good afternoon, and good afternoon, everyone. This is yours truly, Q Wolfgang Watkins, for another episode of About That Life. About That Life is a, pod, a cutting-edge podcast that deals with current issues uh, facing faith and culture. I'm just excited to have our lovely guest, the legendary Tamika Stewart. How you doing, Tamika? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, great, great, great to have you on, and thank you for your flexibility in your schedule. We had a couple misfires, it but we got right. it together. Yeah, we got it together. But I could think of no one else to have this conversation with, so we're going to get it in. Yeah, we're going to talk about which I think is one of the hottest issues now. It, it may sound strange when I when I announce the topic, but it is true. There is thirst trapping in the church. Thirst trapping. Thirst trapping in the church. Define thirst trapping. Yeah, let's thirst. Start there. Well, first, let's talk about thirsty. I know the normal the, the body always responds. To having a thirst, I mean that's just a natural, natural need and impulse. But today we find that this word has been used to, to have an excessive desire mm. for someone to be seen and to have and that. So, so uh, some of the millennials and others say that when a person is doing too much to be seen or they're trying to entice a person or exaggerate themselves in so many ways, that's called you're being thirsty. Where you're overdoing right. it, and I and I'm, and I know you've met many people, being a beautiful one as as yourself. You've probably met many guys that was just too much. Is that true? <laughs> too much, right? Um, I think that everyone has, right? Everyone has encountered people they feel they may be doing too much, but I think it's a thin line between doing too much versus someone may be genuinely interested. Okay. And I think as a woman, you want to be able to, um interact with people that are that know how to communicate to you and know right. how to express interest. Okay. But that changes when it <laughs> right when it's no longer an appropriate interaction versus just someone who's quote unquote thirsty. Okay. Right? Okay. So how would you define it personally if you felt like someone was pursuing you and you're single by the way. I am. Right? Yeah. So someone's pursuing you, what would when would the when would it change from appropriate to inappropriate? What would signal that? Well, that's happen? interesting that you ask that because I think it varies historically. When I think of thirst trapping, I've always thought about you know Instagram, Facebook, you know okay. people who um, use images to entice someone. Right. I don't know if um, I have an example of what that would look like on a one-on-one interaction. I think that's part of the problem. We have so few. Um, intimate interpersonal interactions now everything is limited to social media right, and we right. don't even know how to interact in a way that would be considered you know thirst trapping I guess I could only um, I guess I could only make that be relevant in the event if in a workplace situation or if you know a neighbor someone okay. who's just constantly in your face every time they saw you they were they had something <laughs> to say or you know we talked about thirst trapping in the church let's say I'm at church and every oh, wait wait before we get to so we do believe okay. that in in the place where God's presence is, mm -hmm. where where imperfect people come to worship a perfect God, that this this new new uh, phenomena of of thirst trapping, of intentionally enticing people through images, through videos, through conversations, through innuendos, any way to get them enticed, you actually believe that practice now has crept into the church. When did it ever leave? Is it new? <laughs> oh my, that must be that good spiced tea you're drinking <laughs> from milk and honey. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that's a new phenomenon at all. Really? So you think it's always been in the church? It's There's been definitely always been an in the enticement church. in the church. But I thought people come in to worship God. Me being in ministry, you being a pastor, I, I would think people come to serve God and they they have their they have their focus on God and not not on others. But 
But now we're seeing this kind of, that you said it was always present. Oh, it's always been present. From, from the person, the recently widowed male or female, right, in church. Right. What's the first thing that happens within 90 days? The the women go and make meals for the man. They want to sit beside them. That's they're that's trying thirsty. to help them. They're okay. they trying to help them. They help them through their time of loss. They look right? for a husband. And and again, not to leave uh, women out, out of the equation. Same thing with men. Um, if there's a new woman that comes to church who's happy, who's single or divorced, they are very much in their face. Right, they're offering to open the door for them a little bit but isn't more. Isn't that chivalry? No. I need to open up the door a little bit what more, you... a little bit more than a little what bit extra. They they're too extra. Exactly. Exactly. No, if they want to right sit there. by you during the service your first time and ask you if you want water, I mean, I, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but when it happens every Sunday, <laughs> or when it is, it has a creep factor to moment to it. And we know what creepiness. You, you know when you can feel creepiness. That's thirst trapping, and that has been around since we've been, um, or since organized religion has been around. Well, I have to sadly admit, I think it's more prevalent today. Maybe historically, I, I'll, you know, we can debate that. But I think presently today, we do see uh, a lot of kind of uh, intentional hooking up in church, where people are connected for variety. But, but I kind of see it's more of from a woman's view the woman is actually the initiator or that or that so so a lot of times so do you think i'm wrong by that by saying it's the woman woman that kind of you know she comes in and it's a sunday morning and and she has you know she she's well within her right to dress with her parents but her parents uh kind of uh accentuate of things that are of things that are good in her life, right? You might accentuate. say accentuate. What does that mean, really? That means that it brings it 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 happens in such a way that it's a natural tendency to look at, that it's almost okay. unconscious, subconsciously looked upon. Okay. Like for example, if I had red paint all on my face, mm -hmm. I've accentuated my face. You're automatically going to be drawn to my okay. face because fair of that. enough, but. I think that we have there's we have to be careful when it comes to how a woman dresses what that's attracting because you're making an assumption that a man doesn't have control over what he sees. Hmm. Right? And then you're potentially policing a woman's clothes, a woman's body, a woman's uh, you know, right to dress exactly how she wants to dress. I well Didn't God say come I'm, as you are? He, so it, it, no one is in church wearing, I mean, I mean, you don't know, but most people are in church wearing, you know, biker shorts and a tank top. But even if they were. That would still so be what? acceptable if they came in with uh, shorts and, and, a bi and biker shorts and a tank top. You think that would be acceptable to come in church to worship? I do. Okay. I do. I think that you come as you are and then you grow as you continue to grow in your worship and grow in your understanding okay. of God. Yeah. Then... At that point, you may feel convicted to dress differently. But I think how we come should be accepted. And instead of looking down upon any potential, you know, church members, and we should embrace them so that they can feel comforted and loved and supported. I agree with that. That's well said. I do think, I mean, that's part of our church policy. I mean, to come as you are in the church. But then also, there was there was a, a article or, or stories maybe some weeks ago about a teacher in Detroit. And I forgot her name, uh, uh, Sexy Sarah or something, but she mm -hmm. was a teacher that she was quite shapely. Mm 
Right. I'm, and they I'm actually, you remember the story? Yeah, I do. And she was a great teacher, right. but her beauty was an, was a distraction. Mm-hmm. And the, and mm-hmm. the little boys couldn't even do the math problems. But see, now I think that's too much. Doing they were staring so at for everyone, so she, she, just, she, she was a beautiful that. woman. The bottom line, let's be, you know, almost be Was she shapely as well as beautiful? She had a big butt, right? She had a big butt. That's exactly what it was. Something that's outside of her control, you yeah. know, physiolo- physiologically, right? I'm saying that right? Physiologically. Yeah. However... Um, she, I didn't think what she had on was inappropate. She you saw her totally outfit, that brown outfit, that she was that totally snagged on her. Every... She was totally covered. She was within the policy of her organization, which required her, you know, to have. Uh, as she worked in the school, you have to have your skirts below your knee, which you know her clothes she had were. All that. Yeah, she did. Everything. She was within policy, and that's now how can the boys focus though? The boys. The boys have to focus because they have to learn how to focus. <laughs> that's not the responsibility of the woman, and that's what I'm talking about. We talk so you about don't think if her clothes were a little bodies. bit more loose, a little bit more. No, I don't. You don't no, think I if don't. she had a little bit more? Okay, I don't think she was thirst trapping for the No, kids. she definitely wasn't thirst trapping. Because that would be a problem. She definitely wasn't. Offense, but I okay, I think okay, but you don't think some people wear things to entice other people? I think people. The women wear, wear things to entice men. Do you think so? No, I think women wear things that they like. Women, women and men wear things that they like and wear things that they are influenced by by the media or by their you know by celebrities or by whatever the current trends are. I think men and women do that. Mm. Okay, okay, I, I, I can see. So let me ask you. Let me let me ask you. So do you think that that uh, certain women can be identified by certain attire? Do you think that that certain women are identified by certain attire? You see a type of attire, you automatically come up with a particular, if you'll call it judgment or well, assumption. Yeah, of course. Of but we all do that, right? And my point is that. If a woman comes in dressed a certain way, of course there's assumption that she may be loose. But we've had that same um, argument when it comes to racism. If a man comes in with a hoodie, what assumptions are we making about what type of person they are? So across the board, we have to be mindful of how we are making those you know, quick, fast assessments about people because we could very well be wrong. That I okay, I will give you that, Miss Tamika Stewart. I think that's a good point. However, you know, I've talked to some of the men in churches, and they just say sometimes they have a hard time in the service. Well, then because think, the woman comes in and everything is bouncing and flowing, and they're mm-hmm. trying to look at the preacher and trying to hear the word, right. but but they're you know everything is so tight and right. so kind of that. So, do you think do you think women can help men by? By maybe just being a little <laughs> bit more relaxed, oh a little goodness. bit, a little bit. Is that is that appropriate to ask as a woman <laughs> that's very shapely and beautiful and curvy? Maybe not to uh, accentuate those kind of things. Maybe kind of to, to dress down. What do you wow, think? I'm laughing because that is totally absurd. Um, I think what's appropriate is for if that's happening at the churches you frequent, then there should be a Wednesday night Bible study for those men so they can work on temptation and they can work on focusing on Jesus instead of other distractions. That's not my responsibility as a woman in the church. That's the responsibility for the men and the husbands in training and you know kingdom men of God. Those are workshops that should be available for men so they can manage their emotions and their behaviors. That has nothing to do with me. All right, amen. I can see that. But I will look at the very first man, Adam, his wife, Eve, the very first response when God created her is he said, wow, mm-hmm. this is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. He, he immediately noticed above mm-hmm. everything else her astounding beauty. 
His very Praise first God. Line. So he knew. <laughs> so he. So beauty was the first thing he mm -hmm. recognized in that. So I do agree that we need to have some self control. But I do agree that we, that there there are a lot of women thirst trapping in the church. You know, some that want to get married, some that want to get attention. You know, some that want to want to get love. They feel like it's competition now. Well, so so they got to make sure that they're they're the ones that stand out the most. And sometimes they add a little bit of lift and a little bit of tightness and a little bit of you know height and a little bit more of kind of <laughs> that that gets that. So, but even if they are doing those things, right? what is the culture of the community ultimately? If the culture of the church. Um, says that this is not something that we uh, endorse based on the behavior of the men and the majority of the women there, then those types of behaviors are going to eventually extinguish. Most, most women who are going to church are looking for to, to develop their relationship with God. If they happen to find a partner in church, okay, yeah, why, why wouldn't you, you know, be able to find a, a, a partner in church? But let's face it, it's what? Do they feel like the pickings are short? Do you feel like yeah, the women feel like the pickings are short? It's like 70-30. 70-30. So, right? you're sorry. And so you got to shoot your shot men. there. You got to no, shoot your shot. Out of the 30% of men that are there, 25% of them are married. So what shot is there to be? Shot. <laughs> I mean, really. There's, or some of the others don't like women. I mean, women. who's looking for so, most know? women are not exactly. So you can okay? So I feel bad for that our women today. I feel that's a whole nother episode. That I feel is bad for them. But I just wish it was just black and white. But I think it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be a partnership because I just think that people getting caught up in things that they don't necessarily be, need to be caught up in. And the men and, and the women are beautiful. Can we just acknowledge that women are beautiful? Women, of course, are beautiful, but we cannot take responsibility for your lack of judgment, your lack of self-control. That part is not a partnership. You have to own that. You have to own being aware of your own behaviors. Right. And you have to own knowing when to, what strategies you can put in place if you're feeling distracted at church. That's just, that is not the responsibility of a woman. So she can wear as tight as she wants. If it, fit, if, sure it zips, will, if it if it fits. If it zips, <laughs> you must have quit, huh? If it, huh? <laughs> if it zips, if it, zips fits. it fits. Exactly. Oh. And she can wear the four inch heels? She can wear whatever she feels as though she wants to wear. We cannot police women's bodies. We cannot do that. I'm sorry, I gotta cut it. I'm sorry, I gotta Come cut it. Dish you all into that. <laughs> that our dear friend Mo Morris here. He just stepped in. Hey Morris, good to see you, man. Glad I gotta, you came gotta cut in. I mean, y'all are talking about just the, the clothing mm -hmm. from from the women, but beyond the clothing, it's the gestures. Okay, let's talk about it. What are uh, gestures? The gestures, like now, men and women, you know, I'm not taking sides, but mm -hmm. men and women, they both gesture, like, um, you know, we were speaking a little bit off air about, uh, you know, you have uh, women who are, I guess, uh, I don't want to say, they're not at their best moment, there are times when the men in the church notice that, and I think they take advantage advantage oh. of that weakness. And right. you know, it's kind of like you know, if you need a you need an ear, you know, somebody mm -hmm. to talk to and vent, you know, and that's kind of like their way of, you know, moving getting in. in, getting in. Right. Oh, wow. so, so you're saying say, now the man is a, so in this sense is the man's yeah, a perpetrator. I mean, I mean, because we, a, you know, we as men, we wear 
whatever we wear, but you know, we can't wear super tight stuff. Right. You know, only thing we can do is wear a real nice suit and ladies might say, ooh, he's dressed as nice. But you know, it's, we're not- Some of the guys wear skinny jeans, well, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. That's well, a whole, and I've that, seen that, a lot that, of guys that, with muscle turtlenecks too. The muscle turtlenecks so, are that. Yeah, yeah. You know. you get, you get, I wonder who they try to track the muscle turtlenecks <laughs> and the skinny jeans on. I wonder that. <laughs> But, but that's part of the, the culture But we do now. have to associate clothing and sexuality. Clothing mm-hmm. and sexuality, that, that, but... That it is used as a potential aphrodisiac. It's, 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 it's a starting point, I think, for thirst trapping. But there's layers to it. Once you get past mm. the, the, the eye test, when okay. the clothing... Uh, yeah. Then it's the gestures. And then it's the gestures. And innuendos, yeah. And innuendos. But see, ultimately, what you kind of alluded to, I still think, is a form of manipulation. Absolutely. Because you talked about, you know, if, let's say, a woman who's coming to church is potentially vulnerable. You know, you, if you're someone that's looking for the woman that is at altar call longer than usual, that's a predator. That's not yeah, thirst trapping. Yeah. That's, that's just straight that's, up. That's, that's prey. That that's is prey and predator. Predator behavior. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that needs that. to be addressed. That's... That just needs to be You know, like, honestly, I've seen guys, not necessarily in church, but in general, like, kind of go after a particular woman. Temperate type of woman, right. Because she had a great career. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, financially, he wasn't in a place he wanted to be, but this woman had a great career. Mm-hmm. She's been through divorces, bad, uh, bad relationships, and things like that. So he's kind of like, well, let me take advantage of her down moment so I can just kind of just basically shack up with her because mm-hmm. she has a, a great career and she makes a lot of money and I'm kind of like, whoa, whoa, really? Well, see, that's a predator and I agree with right. you. That's a predator. That's, that's one predator. of the things I tell even but, people. But they disguise it as I'm like trying to help arm. you. Trying to be there for you. I'm trying to be there for you, as a, for you right. as a friend and then as it progresses, you know, then it turns into gotcha. And that, I think that's why it's important to have these conversations, particularly when you talk about in church, because we need to know what some of the, the clues are, right? Mm-hmm. The clues are to inappropriate behavior. Because if you know someone, so I want to punt that back to you, Quince, in terms of as a leader in your church, if you see someone and is, is, is thirst trapping, you know, be it male or female, <laughs> do you feel as though you have a responsibility to talk to them about their behavior? Do you feel as- <laughs> Put you right on the spot, right? <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know what? We, it's a cultural yeah. thing, right? Yeah, we know. Is. I know for a fact. You know, I lived in Philly for for ten years, and you knew what churches to go to for different stuff. I mean, it was just a fact. This particular church had great choir. They were the gay church. This particular church, you know, you knew that if you wanted, um, the men were were good looking, and you could find the lawyer and the doctors. I mean, it was oh, known. Wow. Wow. It was wow. known. It's like grocery, it's like grocery shopping. shopping. It was, I'm it telling was you, known. Yeah. Wow. Well, I. So how Simply, do you do manage that? Well, manage as a pastor, you have to be a shepherd. First of all, I I, I support and, and totally endorse heterosexual love. And I'm not coming against anything else, but just heterosexual love. That's important to me. But however, I encourage that men should not bother new women in the church. They give them time. They can acclimate to the service or that. There are men in the church that are looking for a wife. We have mm-hmm. we have quite a few single men in our church. And look at why. But I also I also instill them restrictions and disciplines. Don't bother them. Don't friend them. Don't Instagram them right away. Don't try to be all up in their face. Give them a chance to you know to be in the service, get to know the service, and etc. Now now does all of them does all of them accept my um, my advice? Probably not. It could be one one or two that feel like you know I want to shoot my shot every time somebody beautiful come up that and then we have those subsequent conversations so mm-hmm. but yeah but then gestures right for for men but also i think that some of the the attire 
could be minimized a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just kind of curtail, just in a sense. Where what does that look like, though? Because I, I'm really, really something concerned. that doesn't snag on the beautiful. <laughs> but that's subjective. That is so subjective, and that's why it's such a dangerous well, place to start policing women and their bodies and their clothes. Because what you God. think is that what you think may be appropriate, someone else, let's say, who's 20 years older than you, may think is totally inappropriate, right? But what if so a woman you see that she got a, where do we agree? She see her middle line and she's kind of heavy topped and you, and she kind of, and it grips her. Then so that, what do you, you suggest? I mean, look. And then look, who has let me, the conversation? Let me, let me save you, Quincy. Look, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, man, we are adults. Exactly. So we should have, at the end of the day, we should have some self-control. Exactly. Even if you don't, pretend like you do. But I think <laughs> it's, know, a, like, it's, a pro it's a process, they, though, They had right? an article in Scientific America, probably, and that's one of the leading scientific journals. I can't remember the full of it. You can search it. It's, it's, it's searchable. I'm thinking if you search some of it, some of the things I'm searchable. But it was simply saying how men are subconsciously attracted to shapes okay and women are their bodies are comprised of geometric shapes so when a man looks at a woman it is an automatic kind of response sometimes to look at shapes Okay. And that's not something that could be curtail, but there's just an automatic. Right. Wow, this woman is beautiful. Oh, but she's that doesn't wild. mean you have to act on it. There's mm -hmm. a difference between acknowledgement. Okay, I acknowledge shapes. I acknowledge beauty. But it can end there. That's where the period should come. But what right? if a woman becomes a billboard says, "Don't stop there." How does a woman so does become a billboard that? saying, "Don't stop there"? Yeah, Morris. How does a woman become a billboard? <laughs> well, that yes. comes with dialogue. If you ask me, like, like, like I said, once you pass the eye test, then you got to go to step two. Okay. So which is more so like that's, that's actual interaction. In so once you know that, you know, like the eye test is like, ooh, look at her. Right. You know, not not just in church anywhere. You know, right. you see somebody, ooh, you know, she's an eye catcher. And if you got the nerve to say something, whether you know, hey, how you doing, or you mm -hmm. look nice today, or whatever. Then from there, that's when she's kind of like, she'll let you know whether she's inviting the compliments exactly. or she's like, uh, nah, keep, keep, <laughs> keep it moving. So right. after that, it's, I ain't, I ain't want to put it on the woman, but it's kind of like up to whoever's being approached to say yay or nay. Right. But yeah, you know, we have to like I said, the clothing is step one and then everything else kind of falls in line after right. that. Right, the gestures, the attitudes, the behaviors, the, behaviors, the yeah. frequent... Like, you know, it might not but be the clothes. The I believe clothes can be the practical. Can be the, it's, 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 can be the it's, gateway. It's the it, it, that's exactly it's, it's the, gateway. the gateway. It's kind of like step one, like with alcohol leads to this and it leads to that and it leads to that. <laughs> the clothes are kind of like the booze. And say, I feel as though clothes are the materials that are used to cover your body. Period. And when we sexualize it. Then that's an issue with us. Yeah, we have you to manage. Are rare, rare. Well, 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 you would say you. Well, you're saying clothes are organically neutral. I think that yeah, clothes are clothes. We sexualize those things. We sexualize breasts. We set in, in other in other cultures okay. and countries. You know, breasts are not as sexualized right. as they are here in the United right. States. So whoever so, designs the clothes, you don't think that there is a purpose for certain clothes that a person that created the clothes. I mean, they, I don't they, know. There is an extension of one value system when clothes are created or kind of points of view. I'm just curious. I mean, just. I mean, just, at this point, I think there is, but, you know, like she said, at, in the beginning, I don't think there was any type of ideas or thoughts of, like, let's accentuate this and let's accentuate right. that. But as you said, Closer. culture and. Well, let's just let's just knock the door down now. I mean, let's kick the door down. Okay. Now, you have a woman that's a prostitute. 
She dresses in such a way. Why? Well, yeah, she's trying to entice. And how does she normally entice? What does she accentuate when she entices? Uh, every, everything. However, <laughs> she's showing skin. She's just, just she's having just tight, just just so she wants attention directed. But she's and working. A, I mean, a sex worker who is working with an intent to get income. Ooh! Right? So, so thirst trapping working in that, with the intent. No, no but no, we're not doing that. That is totally not a line because it's not like the prostitute is going into, you know, M&T Bank, right? There is a place where Johns go. There is a place where men go who are soliciting, okay? So you're using the word enticing, but they are soliciting it because they are seeking it. Yeah, the last place you think to be yeah. enticed or solicited is right. in church. Is in church. So you there's there's a solicitation you know, there. If you happen to meet somebody in church, you kind of think that we all got the same mind. Exactly. Of, the same you know, following bodies, the kingdom of God and let's do this together. But right, there's always a few that mm -mm, they ain't right. thinking like that. And we have to be mindful of that. I think it's the responsibility of the church to to say that. Like, hey, look, this is for, where broken people come. So you do have to be mindful yeah, of who you choose to yes. interact and engage yeah, with. That's but true. that's just not the responsibility of the women. Yeah. I mean, I, I was Alone, in church. Right? It's not she just, has to share some responsibility, It's not just right? the responsibility share, of okay. the women. So when I yeah, say that, I mean, good. just like we have, you know, I was visiting a church on a Sunday and just they had uh, wives in training. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. But where's the husbands in training? Yeah. There needs to be both. That's the okay. only way we're going right. to be able to address any of this in a way that's truly equitable and share and put shared responsibility on both parties. And for the sake of the episode, like we're not knocking anybody in the church or anything like oh, that because no. everybody is in a different place in their journey. Of and you have to realize that when when you're dealing with these type of situations. Right. So you might meet somebody and they he or she might be thirst trapping, but they might be early in and you know, they're just old habits of, you know, hard old habits that need to be that, broken that right. so we can so, work it out of them. So, the gospel. Know, so you kinda like transform. And, and ultimately everyone has to be responsible for themselves, right. right? So just as the person who is thirst trapping, the person that is receiving it also has to have enough insight mm -hmm. and, and discernment and to be and able enough to grace say, to be able to say, hey, hey, well, this is not what we're gonna do. I feel uh, like you're trying to you're sending off signals. Right. That but may that not grace be appropriate goes, for goes them. across genders. That right. grace Cro is not just for women. Right. And if you see a woman that, that may uh, you know, certain assets are of of accentuated, you show grace or you not stare and that you show appropriate. I teach I teach a lot of our young men in church, I've been doing it for years, that when you deal with a woman, you'll see and some I've probably for years, I look shoulder up. I really will look down. That's something you have to train yourself over the years. I mean, just to train yourself to always make a woman feel respected that you're not looking you're not x-raying her down mm -hmm. i don't even that kind of thing mm -hmm. i don't even hug folks mm -hmm. well <laughs> you know i think that that's a good sometimes, thing sometimes you know some certain people take that the wrong right. way right and know? that's again it goes across gender some people have their you know personal space mm -hmm. they don't want to be hugged and i'm kind of okay. i'm kind of that personal okay. space type so of dude so it's like but then i'm like, like yeah that. you know like they come in with the arms out and i'm got my exactly. hand i'm like here you go right you know, I have I have learned over the years to hug less, mm -hmm. but I got it. I got, I inherited naturally like from I'll, my mom and my grandma. You know, mm -hmm. they just they just huggers and that kind. Of, yeah. But you're right. You have to. I like, I'll, or I'll, if you I'll, hug a woman, I'll, I'll hug you the just hug on the side. The lady, like I'll yeah. I give a, I give one of the brothers like a handshake and a half hug. You know, like hey, how's it going, brother? You know, 
But, you know, when the ladies come, I, a nice gentle handshake and, you know, good morning, you know. And, and there may be so. people you have a certain relationship with that you can give that hug. I think it goes back yeah, to yeah. appropriate boundaries. And most people can judge authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. So if I have someone at church who's, let's say, a particularly an older person, mm -hmm. you know, who has, knows nothing about me too, you know, still <laughs> use, may use the word colored people, you know, I'm going to hug him and be okay with that, right? right? We right. also have to be mindful of being too politically correct. Yeah, at yeah, times, yeah. right? But you also know when yeah. something's creepy. Yeah. You know, when that person hugs a little too long, a little right? Too too long. Exactly. We yeah. know what that is. Yeah. Or grab your elbow. Is. How you I doing? I just yeah, don't so. want to be that guy. Right. Like, that you guy. know, I just want to be like, yeah, you, you, did you see Mo? Mo was like holding on to that lady a little, a little tight, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Right. So I just, be safe, handshake. I mean, you know, and the question is, are we teaching our boys that, you know, in first grade, second grade, third grade, or are we sending a message that says, no, girls, you're responsible for it all? And no, that's I how I feel. We, we can't do that. Well, okay. I can see that maybe it could be a lopsided emphasis on women, but, but society has promoted women as being the value system for sexuality, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, if I want to buy some toothpaste, I don't see a man. Most of the time I see a woman. Mm -hmm. She's out there and she's in maybe something a little bit, you know, uh, less revealing. Something to get your attention. Something to get mm -hmm. your attention. Sell the right. uh, I yeah. that. Look at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, kind of the Super Bowl. Now, I know J-Lo and the other girl, what was that? Shakira. Shakira. They were within their right with the dance moves and all that. But when you look at parts of the attire... I mean, they were fully covered. Uh, I mean, they, wasn't you know, the rear end out in the back? Were, oh, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I just saw. Up yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed that part. No, I thought it was, it was really kinda, covered. It was though. like a skin tone. I saw Shakira's part. She had on a red outfit. It was like a skin tone spank, but it was like skin tone, skin okay. tone. Okay. So but like, if you weren't looking real close, it looked like. Okay. Yeah. The, the but you know, J Lo's known for she sets. Yes. Yes. So she's so so since J Lo's got. You know, unfortunately today, there's some women that have been promoting society based mm -hmm. on their assets. And, and that may be true. And that may have got her in the door, but she's also, you know, she produced the movie Hustlers, right? We still don't have a lot of women producers. Mm -hmm. She's a writer. That was about strippers. She's an what? actor. Yeah, you know, that was about strippers. That, that was about stripping. Wait a minute. Now, we can't only right. look. That was about strippers. So what? And strippers. And it was about, really, it was about Me Too, just on the men's right. side That's of what things. I'm saying, me so Too, what? getting even on men by using their, uh, <laughs> see that, that is. But, 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 but she's in their right. I, I understand that, but I had an argument with that because... Not that, you know, I promote any any type of thing like that, but I mean they gave these guys such a hard time with the Me Too movement in in Hollywood in particular, okay. in the movies, and then you come out a year later with a movie with women taking advantage of men, Bill Cosby style, basically. See, I didn't Whoa. see the movies. So we talk about Me Too. Yeah, I didn't We're, see the movies. So oh, I you didn't see Hustler? The, no. The I movie seen it. It, it was I haven't it was, seen it. It was a group of But I heard it's based on a true story. It's based that on I a true know. story, but it was okay. based on a group of strippers who it was kind of like a Robin Hood type of theme. They were strippers. Oh, okay. They would drug rich, wealthy men Okay. and get them for their assets, credit card, money, money, credit okay. cards, and all mm. things like that so they could kind of... Hey, it's a dirty game. I know, but... It's I mean, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's a dirty can game. Beauty, oh, wait, but can beauty be a drug? Can a person be drugged by beauty? I've heard can people say be they've been intoxicated with your beauty. No, that's weak. That, that's a weak I, I, I have, I've heard that line. I have seen people that's jump weak. out of cars and meet a woman. I have but, seen people but, stop trains, change their airline schedule, see someone. That's an applause. God made women. No. 
beautiful no. and, and, and all if that kind of If someone does that, they may have, you know, some underlying behavioral health problems that need to be uh, addressed. I mean, this, that's just not normal okay. behavior. Like, if someone's what, doing that, they're going to risk getting in a car accident or, you know, risk hurting other people's lives for some beauty. What does Nietzsche Come on now. say? Nietzsche Guess says, what? The sun's beautiful. You know, a, a sunset is beautiful. A rainbow is beautiful. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Nietzsche said no journey is too great if you find what you seek. No, mm-hmm. no, no great, no journey too great. Well, I tell you, this this has been good. You have been listening to. I'm just going to give a station announcement real quick. Uh, you have been listening to about that life podcast, and I am just so thrilled to have Miss Tamika Stewart, you guys here, and also my friend Morris Riley. He is the the creator of No Better Do Better podcast. It's an amazing podcast. Please subscribe. He's doing bigger and better things. So we're gonna. Have a few more minutes and, and and wrap this up. So, what's the takeaway? I mean, how do we take this just, take just, this away? Yeah, just one more layer. Though. Okay, one more layer before get the layer. Okay, I think what what accelerates the thirst trapping in the church is social media. Agreed. How so? Because now you don't. A lot of people these days don't. They don't come from the the age of meeting somebody face to face. Exactly. Hey, how you doing? They'll they'll find they'll find you through either a mutual friend or somebody they know, and then they'll approach you via internet, uh, Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram or something like that, and then they can be whoever they want to be. You only see them on Sunday, so now they can portray themselves as whoever they want you. You know they want you to see. Mm-hmm. So you know right. if I approach Tamika via Facebook through her inbox, you know I could type all this stuff about me and all this you know all this good stuff and she's like she's eating it up you know in the meantime i'm the total opposite mm-hmm. you know and i just got to play the part on sunday you know just for a couple of hours in church when she does see me go back online and feed her all this and well could it be people that actually <coughs> as uh as tamika said and i agree wholeheartedly as that there's broken people in church yeah that means that People put uh, church on a pedestal we do. as yes. if the church don't have any problems. That's unrealistic. The church is a hospital. Right. It's a place where broken people come to receive the grace and the ministry. They need the gospel transformed, but it's people coming to the church. But then again, can it be people that actually have struggled with issues of lust and other things? Mm-hmm. And then it's like if a person has an, an alcohol problem, he, he probably shouldn't be in a sports bar yeah. or things like that. Right. So you're right. I'm not putting all emphasis on the woman but I think it's an issue where you're right we need to take a second look and set the proper boundaries between men and women mm-hmm. and to encourage them to look beyond skin deep I mean to go deeper than the surface look other things that are beautiful like for example I mean people always look at beauty but you know, people have been married and, and, and years all in beauty for yeah yes average person has been married over 10 years beauty wouldn't be the top three right attractive looks wouldn't be top three it's communication it's partnership, you know, quality time, all those things are much more attractive than the physical appearance of a person. And I think so maybe I think, it's a re-education. I think it runs, it runs not rampant, but it happens in church a lot more than people think because you're a bishop. You can't, you can't govern everything that happens. No. Okay. And on top of that, the last thing somebody's going to do is run to the bishop about thirst trapping and right. stuff like that. It's almost like running home to tattletale, you know, on your, mm-hmm. your your brother or your sister. So it's like, usually the bishop's the last to find out. Mm-hmm. Usually when it's 
way out of hand. But it's not thirst shaped. But it's trapped. It's not the thirst shaped. It's trapped now. You brought up a good point about education because I think that's where it comes. What it comes to. It's around you know providing education, creating a safe space in church to have some difficult conversations. Right. To be able to say, hey, look, we want to talk about healthy relationships and what what that looks like. We need to talk about healthy interactions and and perceptions and the impact that has. We're talking about broken people, right? No matter what the issue is. We should be able to have a conversation in church as well as turn off the music. We can talk about what that looks like. (laughs) As well as turn off. Because all the talking that it get reinforced, they look at their hero on television, and he got four women next to him. Well, I mean, he got four women next to him, and and he's portraying he has the life of his dreams. And he's having, a, he's wild and now having a good time with all these women, and that same behavior is reinforced. Oh, I'm not successful, or I'm not this, unless I'm constantly pursuing. But then I think it goes back to what design. values we want to teach and what we okay. want to enforce ultimately, because someone who has is grounded in some really great values is not going to be influenced by a music video. Hmm. I mean, a 15-year-old, maybe, but a 30-year-old shouldn't. And that's why it needs to start at 15. I think it's hard to make people change their behaviors when they're already, you know, three decades in. But we start having those conversations with boys and girls, you know, when they are 10, Hmm. 15, 20, then we get to reinforce certain messages around what's appropriate. And to be fair to young boys, I don't think they even know sometimes Mm -hmm. because we do put all the responsibility on women Mm -hmm. that boys don't even know what they're supposed to do. And I'm talking about real boys, you know, that 10-year-old to 15-year-old, they really don't know what to do because historically, if you look at school policy, a a girl's um, dress code policy is, you know, 15 pages where a boy's dress code policy is one. So we start to reinforce these um, archaic you know, biased um, <laughs> stereotypes <laughs> very early, very early on. And it creates mixed messages. I do believe it creates mixed yeah, messages. Definitely mixed messages yeah. out there because, you know, as parents, you, you know, you're trying to raise your kid one way and every second you turn mm-hmm. on the TV, it's, it's something messages. crazy or something totally opposite of what you're trying to instill in your children, boys and girls. Right. So it's like, it's just, it's just a tough but that's where conversations come in that's where everything goes back to what you know bishop said around communication if you do watch something that is inappropriate or which could potentially be inappropriate are you just turning this channel and saying oh we don't talk about that or do you watch it and then have dialogue and debrief and talk about what is positive what's negative you can can, but at the end of the day man it's like they're the gonna see this. They're gonna the message right. is still there. The message is the medium. They're gonna, the medium they're gonna becomes a message. They're gonna yeah. see it when you're not around. Right. Um, whatever you tell them, or everybody else's parents telling their kids the same thing. Because right. when they go back to school, you know, it's hitting them right back in the face again. Because those kids that don't have the parents that are telling mm-hmm. them they're, you know, doing this or saying that or showing this yeah. and hey, look at this and it's like every day you got to kind of like reinforce. Everything but you, you know, do, yeah. and, and then, but and then it's not just reinforced, but you also have to trust. You need to reinforce yeah, and yeah. trust that you gave them the foundation yeah, and the fundamentals right. that they need to critically think and to make appropriate decisions, and that when they are in this world and alone, that they'll make the right one. Just, and if they don't, you'll still be there to support them and reeducate them. And, right. You know, I just, and I agree, but also I, it's a shared responsibility yeah. that the church is a community yeah. where, where people come together. And as we educate them, reinforce positive behavior, show them, you know, the way that we were creating God's image, then we get to a point where we can we can share a responsibility of not creating an environment where that's tolerated, where, where that's actually shot. That that 
we don't need to uh, uh, objectify people mm -hmm. based on that, and we don't need to exaggerate ourselves or to entice ourselves in the wrong way, whether consciously or unconsciously. So, you guys see, this is an unbelievable topic. I mean, this is the this is. I'm going to give them a little final final take on it, and then we're going to get we. We're gonna have to do part two, man. We're gonna do part two. I just got one question. Brother Morris, okay, one question in part two. Okay. One question for the one bishop. One question. So, in your days of pastoring, yes. How many thirst trapping? Pull them, get them off the, calling them off the bridge type of moments have you had? A few of them. I've had a few of them where where there's been excessive amount of attention that has been given to a person that was unwanted. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it could have been mixed mixed signals, mm -hmm. and that could have been, you know because it's misconstrued and the person not wanted, so we had to you know kind of rectify that situation. And then we had a few that came in like a wrecking ball, mm. had a had, had a mission and agenda mm. to try to do certain things. Yeah, so it was it was pretty clear what they were after, but wow. that was kind of dealt with. Thank God. So. But also, I mean, I do agree, you know, with something Tumika said that that in the sense that we all have responsibility for our for our actions and things like that. So we cannot pass it off on someone else. But there, it is it it is a true true thing that these kind of things happen. So yeah, so let me. I mean, this has been great, you. I'm glad you guys tuned in for it. I'm going to give of uh, Tamika and Morris to, uh, just kind of a last word, and then we'll wrap it up for. And until next time. So, Tamika, what is the last word? What's the takeaway for you? Don't police women's bodies, okay? <laughs> it's a shared responsibility. And uh, whatever we did in the past, it's a new day. We have to evolve. So, that's it. That's the uh, word. Thank you. Morris? I, you know, with me, it's, it's so many layers to it. But, man, at the end of the day, man, we, we're adults. And, you know, I hate to plug, look, shameless plug, but, you know, like my podcast says, you know better, you do better. I, All I right like, now. I, I feel like I feel better, like, do better. All right. I, like, I feel like we at at our ages and, yeah. and stages yeah. in our life, we we know what what's the the right thing to do. So like, let's just do it. How about that? Yeah. So, amen. Well, this has been great. I, I guess my final takeaway is that thirst trapping actually does exist in the church. Wow. <laughs> we got to do something about this, y'all. We cannot allow this kind of behavior to continue we are made in the image of god we need to honor each other mind body and soul so thank you for you guys joining in again thank you tamika for your time thank and you also morris me. thank you for coming on in my dear brother no and doubt. we will continue on in peace please please uh, subscribe if you haven't to to about that life take care all right all right